You're listening to the weekly podcast of Bethel Bible Church and Pastor Ross Strader. We're so glad you've joined us today. And as always, you can find more information about the church at our website, BethelBible.com. You can find us on Facebook and even follow us on Twitter at Bethel Bible. Let's join Sunday service now. We're going to be looking at uh, Paul's letter here to Timothy, but I'll begin with a Mother's Day quote. Um, Maybe, um, I don't know, maybe the most famous of all Mother Day's quotes from Harry Potter. I mean, you know it, right? No. It is. It, it's a, so it is from Harry Potter, and uh, certainly that's not a Christian book. But um, here, here's what it says. I think, it's, I think it's meaningful. Love as powerful as your mother's for you leaves its own mark. No, it's been true in my life. The love and the grace and the constant prayer of my mom has been um, something that uh, I don't know where I would be without that. And I know my children have experienced that as well. In fact, one of the things we'll see in the passage this morning is is a mother's love and care and faith passed on to her son, namely Timothy. And so this morning on Mother's Day, it is fitting to to say that. It is fitting for me to encourage you to make sure you call your mothers and uh, tell them that you love them. Make time to do that. So with that said, that's the end of the Mother's Day sermon. Now let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 1. Let me uh, start, let me just begin here in the first couple of verses. We'll read through them and talk through them. But it says, Paul, an apostle... Of Christ Jesus. This is how Paul is going to identify himself. He's he's going to be writing, we're going to see to Timothy, but he begins this letter. This is a personal letter. In fact, it's it's an intimate letter. It will be the last letter that Paul writes in his life. At the end of his life, he's in jail in Rome. And he writes three letters that we call the pastoral epistles. They are 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and Titus. The order they are written, though, is 1 Timothy, then to Titus, and then here at the very end of his life, 2 Timothy. It is shortly after the writing and the delivery of this letter that Paul will be martyred. He'll be executed by the Roman emperor. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus. Paul is saying, listen, I'm an apostle, but I'll tell you why I'm an apostle of Christ Jesus. I'm an apostle by the will of God. He will make a big deal about it when he writes to the Philippians. Listen, I am what I am because of the grace of God. I am not where I am because I am a great orator. He will tell the Corinthians, listen, I didn't come to you with elegant speech. I'm not the most handsome guy around. There are people that are better communicators. There are people that seem to garner uh, uh, bigger followings at times than Paul. He was never in competition with anybody else. He's there because God appointed him to be. He's an apostle 
by the will of God, which means it's not to have anything to do with his heritage or his education or his upbringing or the fact that he's Jewish or any of those things. Everything Paul is is according to the will of God. And the reality is everything you are as a believer is owing to the will of God and the promise of the life, the life to come in Christ Jesus. That's who you are. That's your identity. That's what orients your life. And he's writing, notice, to Timothy, my beloved child. Now, here's what's fascinating. Um, there have been uh, commentators and you know, the debates throughout the ages. Why would Paul begin this address to Timothy, this very personal address? So Timothy's like his protege, his son in the faith. And so why would he begin this very personal letter by by claiming or, 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 or recording his apostolic authority to this one that he loves. Why not say Paul, a fellow servant of Jesus? Because he does that. Or Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ. Don't do that to me. But here's this authority side by side with this love to Timothy. Well, I'll tell you why I think he does it. I, I think because, so listen, he's writing to Timothy. Timothy's, T Timothy's ha having some hard days. Naturally, but by Timothy's nature, he is not um, by nature a natural leader. You, you don't get the sense that Timothy is a naturally dynamic communicator. You, you don't get the sense that Timothy was born for this role that he finds himself called to. In fact, Paul is going to say as much. In fact, he's having to write to encourage him. And, and yet, Paul is not writing a letter. So he's going to encourage him. He's going to say, Timothy, you got to... Man, I want you to remember the gospel. I want you to remember what God's doing in your life. I want you to remember all these things. But Paul is not writing to say, Timothy, I'm, I'm sure proud of you. Or, Timothy, I'm sure, sure disappointed in you. Sure could have done better. It, it is not about Paul's pride in Timothy. It is about Paul's pleasure in Timothy. There's a difference there. I, it may be semantics. It, I don't, but I don't think so. I think there is something. There's two different things communicated when we say to somebody, "You know what? I'm sure proud of you. I mean, you sure did a good job. I'm so proud of that." And there's a place for that. We ought to be saying those things to our children and and, and to those we have influence over. They they need to hear our pride in them. But there is something far more valuable than your pride in them. Pride is usually related to that, um, is tied to something that is done or something that is accomplished. And the truth is, there's going to be a lot that Timothy doesn't do and didn't accomplish. And yet, Paul 
deeply loves him and wants him to know, so I'm so pleased with you. You know why I'm pleased with you, Timothy? Not because of anything you've done, but because of who you are. Because of what God has done in your life and is doing in your life and will do in your life. I am so pleased with you. I, an affectionate, joyful love for you. That's what Paul is saying. Let me ask you this. It, it, and I think, listen, semantics maybe. Well, we, we ought to be people who say to our kids, I think, not just I'm proud of you. We, we ought to be proud of them and disappointed in them sometimes when they don't come to church. I'm just kidding. I let, I let him have the morning off. But there ought to be times above and beyond that where we say you know what so pleased in you not because of anything you've done but because of who you are because you are two times in Matthew's gospel and then it's recorded later in the New Testament in Matthew chapter 3 you'll hear a voice from heaven at Jesus baptism in Matthew chapter 17 you hear a voice from heaven at Jesus transfiguration you know what God the Father says to His Son, This is My Son, in whom I am well pleased. Listen to me. If God the Father speaks to His Son that way, we need to make sure we do to our children, that they would know our pleasure. Listen, Timothy there's so many things in, in, the, in a natural world in a natural accounting of success in, in the natural evaluation of what's good and what's not good and what's awesome and what's not awesome Timothy wouldn't be making the grade I mean there's a sense in which Paul might write this letter and go Timothy this church in Ephesus that you're pastoring Timothy's pastoring the church in Ephesus the church that Paul pastored for three years he planted it he pastored it he raised up these elders. They were amazing elders. You find in Acts 20, Paul, the last thing he does before he goes to Jerusalem where he knows he's going to be arrested and then carted to Rome in prison is he's got to stop. He's got to be with those elders one more time. These were good and solid men. The church in Ephesus. I mean, it's like the, all the old ladies in the church. I mean, Timothy, get up to preach. And he said, okay, turn to... My Timothy, that hadn't been written yet. But turn to Genesis. The old lady's like, oh, good. We got all of Paul's notes in Genesis in here. I remember I was the third pastor of this church I went to in Wichita, Kansas. It wasn't a passage I preached on. But some old saint didn't have already marked up in their Bible, you know? Every time you preach, you're competing with all the voices of the past. Every now and then, somebody come up and say, you know what, you said something I'd never heard before. I made a, I made a mark in my Bible. Like, I made it in the Bible? That's awesome. I mean, don't think Timothy didn't feel this tremendous pressure. Even the history says, we don't know this from the Bible, but you know, his, his early church records that it may have been that Mary, the mother of Jesus, was in this congregation. That, that John the Apostle, the, the beloved Apostle, was in this congregation. And here's Timothy preaching. And listen, he's not knocking it out of the park. 
Word's gotten back to Paul that, listen, old Timothy, he's timid, and he's kind of scared of his own shadow, and he's not doing very well, and his stomach always gets upset. And we find all these things. Paul's not writing to say, Timothy, you've got to buck up, man. You've got to be a man here. You've got to go in there and show them who's the pastor around there. Oh, Timothy, I think maybe you forgot the gospel. And I love you. And God loves you. This isn't about you, Timothy. It's not about me either. I'm not embarrassed of you. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for the gospel to take such hold of your life that you no longer sit and look in the mirror and give an accounting to all the natural abilities you have or don't have, but that you would know the power of God in your life. That's why he's writing. Begins grace. It's not that long to see you, Timothy, because I think, you know what? If I spend a little loves, Timothy, he loves him. And he cares about him. More than he cares about if Timothy is firing her off, that's her. But at some point, you confirmed all the things that, that you did. Children's ministry or family ministry, we care about these milestones. And when we dedicate children a milestone for parents to go, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. He gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. 